three, two, one. Welcome to Mad Gains Live. Today we are talking about carb compliance. Now everyone in the industry, doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter whether you're a shipper or a broker or a trucker, you need to listen to this episode. You need to know what the heck carb is because it impacts everybody in the country sooner or later. Uh, and a lot of people don't even know anything about it until they're in trouble. So I'm going to introduce one of my favorite people, Tom Bray. Tom, thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you. Um, and we have a lot to learn from you. Uh, you actually are from our today's sponsor, which is JJ Keller. And what tell, how about instead of me telling everybody what JJ Keller does, because I love JJ Keller, you already know that. Um, how about what do you normally tell people that JJ right. Keller does? You know, what I tell people is we're a, a publishing and services company that can help you with any kind of compliance issues that you have. We, we, DOT is one of the big areas that, that we had covered that I work in. We also do OSHA and EPA and uh, all kinds of compliance efforts that, that we can help you out with. That's that's what we do is, is whether it's help you directly with a consultant, provide you with materials that you need to study to learn things, uh, whatever, you, whatever you need, we pretty much have it. And is it uh, for trucking companies or do you also do for other companies as well? For any type of business that has, uh, you know, they, they, they worry about DOT, OSHA, EPA, uh, HR regulations, anything along those lines, I think we help them out. I love it. And I know that I often, and I talk about this every time JJ Keller's on my show. Um, when I go to your website, to JJ Keller's website, I mean, the resources are unbelievable. Uh, you can buy handbooks, you can buy, especially for attorneys, there's regulation books that I've lived and breathed by by my whole career. Um, so uh, you guys are just knocking it out of the park with content. And, I, and I'm going to show everybody today why because you're a perfect example of why is because we need to talk about carb. Um, so question for you, how do you, like if you just had to take a shot in the dark of all trucking, our entire transportation industry, what percentage do you think even knows what carb is? I'm just curious. The percentage that has run into trouble with them is. What <laughs> and they're like, what did they do? Did they call you Tom? And they're like, listen, I got this really weird Ticket. Yeah, either, either I, you know, I'm either I'm in trouble for something I just did, and this outfit called Carb is is bothering me, or somebody I know is now in trouble with Carb, and I want to uh -huh. get in trouble with Carb. So, what are they talking about? You know, so it's it's that's the way it, it normally plays out uh, for carriers that operate in California regularly. They're they're familiar with Carb because at one time or another they they did have the discussion with someone about them. So. But it's the carriers who are not based out of California that are often like, what is this, Tom? And so where, let's start at the beginning. For people who are like, what in the world is CARB? What do, what do we tell them? Well, CARB is the California Air Resources Board. Or if you're in California, just the Air Resources Board. You know, because they, they don't say California if they're in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they do is they are charged with uh, controlling everything that comes into the air in the state of California. They've been around since the 60s. I mean, this isn't a new group. They change names, you know, but it's, they've been around since the sixties and their mandate is to make sure the air in California gets cleaned up and, and they control what comes into it uh, as, as part of their mandate. And that's where they get involved with, with the transportation industry. And what did they do to, to our industry? Like, why does this impact our truckers um, and our shippers and our, and our brokers? 
As, as far as the truckers go, the impact that we feel directly is, is they're one of the agencies that actually has to do with writing the emission standards. There's EPA writes the federal standards, California writes the CARB standards, and because of a longstanding agreement, you've got to meet the CARB standards if you're going to operate in California. You know, that's just, and that's whether you have a car, big truck, or otherwise, you know, uh, you, you've got to meet the California air standards if you're going to operate in California. So uh, that's been around forever. The other thing that CARB does, which is unique, this is different than EPA, because with EPA and the rest of the country, your vehicle just needs to meet the emissions for the year that it was built. Right. And you got to maintain it that way. you got to make sure it keeps meeting those standards. California, what CARB does is once a vehicle reaches a certain age, it's got to be retrofitted as far as diesel vehicles over 14,000 pounds. So they've got a retrofit requirement to get those older vehicles cleaned up, basically, to get their emissions up to where they they, they want them to be to try to keep the air clean. And it, by the way, it, it does work. I'm, I spent a lot of time in California in the 80s. You could never see across the L.A. basin. I don't care. That's so true. It was, yeah. No. And, and just so everybody knows, you were a truck driver for a long time, weren't you? Yeah, it was, it was many years. And uh, West Coast was my stomping grounds. I ran uh, mid mm -hmm. mostly so, yeah. And so how old do these trucks, like what age are we talking about? And what is, what is, what needs to be retrofit? Yeah. The retrofitting right now, anything 2005 and six model years have to have a diesel particulate filter. Those actually didn't show up on production trucks till 2007. So, you know, that's, that's a retrofit to get them onto those 05s and 06s. Um, anything older than that, 2004 and older, it's got to be retrofitted with an engine that meets the 2010 emissions. And this is the tricky part. This is where a lot of people get in trouble. This isn't just for vehicles based in California. This is vehicles from. Mm. So if you're sending a truck from New York or from Wisconsin to California, it's got to meet those requirements as well. So if it's a 2005, it's going to have to have a diesel particulate filter on it. If it's a 1995, it's going to have to have a 2010 engine in it. So uh, those standards apply to any vehicle operating in California, not just the ones based there. And this is the moment that blows everybody's minds because, and this is why I tried to lead this episode by saying to everyone, um, and we're going to broaden this a little bit soon to talk about brokers and shippers. But mm -hmm. I mean, if you are based in, like you said, Tennessee, and you've got a 2000, I don't know, eight truck, and you're driving through California, you can get a ticket for being not in compliance. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. yeah, you're supposed yeah, to have a 2010 engine. Yeah, well, if you have a 2008, you have to have your original diesel particulate filter on it and functioning, you know. It's yep. 2000, like if you have 2005, which didn't come with a diesel particulate filter, that's the one. You'd have to have that retrofitted onto it, you know. And, and how like, much are these filters? Ah, uh, boy, it's been a long time since I priced one. I want to say that because somebody will call me saying, you're way off. You're <laughs> way off. Okay, so they're, let's just assume they're expensive. Like Expensive, yes. Like, should we say uh, thousands or hundreds? Thousands to get it all done oh. by the time you get it retrofitted, installed, working correctly. You know, it's it's thousands. And, and, and the older vehicles, like I say, the 2004 and older uh, heavy trucks need to have a 2010 engine. So you're talking about an entire engine change. Engine! Can yep. you believe these people sat around a table in California and they were like, let's just require all these truckers to just get new <laughs> engines. We're tired of this. Let's just, they just have to get new engines. And it's like, yeah. wow. Well, you know, being wow. an old nuts and bolts guy, you know, you tell me that I've got to take my, you know, 1995 truck in and put a 2010 engine in it to send it to California. By the time I get done doing the math of what it's going to cost me to change that engine out mm -hmm. and get the 2010 emissions package built into that chassis, I, I think I'm probably just going to go buy a newer truck. Is you know, and that's probably right. 
when they were sitting around the table at card talking about things, I think that's kind of where they were aiming at. It's like, we'll just force everybody to get new. We'll just force you to buy a newer truck one or the other. Yeah. I wonder, you don't have to know the answer to this. This is just my brain thinking. Um, because I think I was in law school during this time, but I wonder if they gave people like tax incentives, maybe to get oh, yeah. top of their trucks. Yeah. There's that's, that's um, one thing that, that carb does. Uh, that, that that's that's out there and available are different grant programs, different uh, financial aid programs, loan programs. You know, that's good. Companies do these things, so it's it's not like they strictly pass the rule and say you're 100 percent on your own. You know, they they have qualification requirements, but they do have things out there to help carriers. I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like you're on your own. <laughs> there is a reason why people are running to Texas from California. <laughs> Poor California. Um, but I, I get I get the you know. One time, Tom, when you and I were talking about this, you brought up the example of like when you're driving behind a truck and a bunch of smoke comes out <laughs> and, or a car. Mm-hmm. And like, I literally hold my breath. And I'm yep. like, oh my God, I'm going to get cancer. <laughs> don't forget, you know, don't worry about all those bars I hung out with full of cigarette smoke <laughs> when I was in my 20s. It's this one truck. Oh my God. Um, but I, I, so I can see both sides. I can mm-hmm. see how like, the air that you do need to worry about a congested area and the air you're breathing. And then I could see the other side where it was like, Oh my God, they got to have new engines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's and that, that's the, 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 the whole thing is, you know, to, to clean the air up. That's what their ultimate goal is. And the, the way you put it with the black smoke coming out, everybody knew years ago, that wasn't good for you. You know, no. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> folks. California, you know, they, they collected a whole bunch of it. So, you know, they, they figured they had a problem with it. So they needed to do something. And they, they, they also, at the federal level, they have trouble making the uh, uh, clean air standards, you know, so, which is the other reason why they're given a lot of latitude by EPA because uh, of their geography and everything else that goes on. They have a hard time making the standards. So they've been given some extra latitude by EPA to, to get it done. I, and I, I, I love that you bring that up because when I, was in, when I just graduated from law school and I started working at the law firm and I worked with this really cool transportation lawyer, Jeff Simmons, and he told me about CARB. And... I was like, no, 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 no. We learned in law school that one of the most important parts of our of our legal system, of our federal uh, system, and as of our constitution, is called interstate commerce. The mm-hmm. the founders wanted to make sure that each like business can flow through the states, and that the states can't throw up barriers, all these different barriers, keeping people and shutting down business from state to state. So. The first thing I popped up and told Jeff Simmons was, hey, what that's against the federal commerce um, statutes and and having California being able to give a ticket to somebody from Tennessee that's simply driving through their state um, should be against um, the, the principles of interstate commerce. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, when I researched, I went nuts because I didn't believe him because I was arrogant and I still am. <laughs> and <laughs> I researched it and it has been litigated over and over and over again. And yet, because California, like you said, they they latched on to the coattails of the EPA law um, and and th- th- they were allowed to do this. And it's so interesting because uh, people will call you, Tom, from a whole nother state and say, all I was doing was driving through California and they tell me I need a different engine. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't even live there. I don't have I'm not I'm not based there. Mm-hmm. Um, so so do you know how much these tickets are, by the way? Oh, um, I can't remember. They're they're they can the potential is thousands of dollars per day. That's what I remember too. 
the other thing that CARB is backwards compared to a lot of others, uh, you, look, you look at the federal uh, penalty standards, and the way they have it written is up to per day. What CARB has in their regulations, it's minimum per day. So uh, they don't have the option of reducing it because you tried. They have, they have the option of increasing it because you weren't trying. <laughs> wow. And um, not to be... I mean, um, I, my, I have law enforcement in my family and everything, but if I was a cop, I'd be like looking on the highway. If I was a highway cop, I'd just be looking for those older trucks. And I'd be like, oh, there you are with your Tennessee tags. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm going to make my numbers today and then go back to watching Netflix. <laughs> that's the nice thing. They, they only, only certain officers out there are given the authority to enforce that. So CARB has their own enforcement group. Some of the CHP oh, they do? Are authorized. Yeah. Some of the. I didn't know that. Uh, the, the district boards, regional boards have authority to enforce. So, you know, there's, there's only certain people that do it. And you kind of mentioned one of the things they look at, and this is one of those ways to get in trouble in California is you're blowing a whole bunch of black smoke up. <laughs> they know their emission standards fairly well. And they know that, you know, if you're running a diesel particulate filter, you should be way under, you know, 5% soot. So, I mean, there should be almost nothing coming out of that <laughs> black stuff goes. So if you're if you're covering the officer's windshield behind you with soot, you know he, he's probably going to pull you over and talk about it. So, so are there any other states that have these types of rules that we all need to watch out for? Yeah, the the, the, the emission standards are pretty much standard across the country because EPA is nationwide, you know. So that that part of it's standard, and you get the different states. Texas has you know emissions testing in certain areas, and they can do smog checking. Uh, Illinois, New Jersey, there's a lot of the states. Uh, Wisconsin does emissions testing in certain counties, you know, but that's scheduled testing. So the, this isn't a new concept. What's what's new and different in California, or not new, it's been around a long time, is the, the retrofitting of the older vehicles and making those older vehicles and refrigeration units, because they're another diesel-powered piece of equipment, uh, meet newer, you know, meet the more modern emission standards. And that's, that's mm -hmm. the difference, is if you're in Wisconsin and you got to take your vehicle in for an emissions check, it just has to meet the standards for the year it was manufactured. If it's in California, it's got to be retrofitted and meet these newer standards. So that's what's that's what's different out there, and that applies to vehicles that, that come in from outside. Like you said, the guy from Tennessee coming in's got to yeah, that's wild. That meets those standards. So yeah. so let's switch things. to go ahead. Oh, go I'd ahead. say they do other things too, and then the the one that always makes me chuckle is uh, one of my buddies refers to them as the California skirts. Um, if you look at a fifty-three foot box trailer, it's been set up to operate in California. It's going to have typically the underside aerodynamics. It's going to have the nose or tail aerodynamics and the truck pulling. It's going to have aerodynamics and they're going to mm -hmm. have the both units are going to have low rolling resistance tires. That's because the other thing that California does is they try to force manufacturers and carriers to run equipment that gets better fuel mileage. So there's less going into the air in the first place. As far oh, as interesting. So the, the, the uh, greenhouse gas rules, it's called, which is the one that you know, requires those uh, aerodynamics on 53-foot trailers and the trucks pulling them. Um, that's another one that applies to you no matter where you operate from, which is why you see those, those trucks with, the, as my friend calls them, the California skirts. California skirts. Around all over the country because, you know, if it's going to go to California, it's got to be equipped uh, to meet that. And that's one of the ones that's changing. California is looking at, uh, at uh, expanding that so it, it includes more trailers than just a 53-foot box type uh-huh i wondered if that's what you were going to go next with that mm -hmm. so and that's that's you know that and here again in a, in a way a lot of carriers begrudgingly admit that that actually wasn't a bad thing because they see a four or five six percent gain in fuel mileage because you know that making that box a lot more aerodynamic um improves it, 
fuel efficiency and fuel economy. So I need to have a show on that one day because I know that right now there's some legislation that's been proposed. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always a popular topic. It comes up like every two or three years on whether trucks should be required to have it from a safety and from a, um, Right. Yeah. And, and California's looking at adding things like tire pressure monitoring aerodynamics to vehicles that can accommodate it. Um, low rolling resistance tires on all trailers. You know, so there's different things they're looking at doing that way. And here again, that's they're looking at next year starting to, to phase that in. And those wow. manufacturing standards. So you're going to hear about the manufacturer saying it's going to cost X number of thousands of dollars more to buy a trailer. Yeah, that's the thing time. about it. Like, I love the I love where we're going with this and I, I want improvement. But at the same time, like. Trucking's already a really expensive industry. Yeah, and, um, and yeah the, the trucks and trailers aren't cheap, and the more you hang, no. up, the more expensive they get. So, but you know they they've got those programs going on as well. So there's 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 quite a bit going on with California, and it always is. You know, yeah, there always is. And and I know where you're going to go next. You're going to talk about carrier, uh, um, pardon me, shippers and brokers, right? You know it, because shippers and brokers <laughs> are going to be like, oh, this is a carrier problem. No, 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 this is a mm -hmm. you problem too. Um, so, and this, I think there, there was like a blitz back in 2014, if I remember where, um, where carb officials were, were, were like literally raiding brokers offices in California and auditing them and giving them tickets for hiring carriers that did, were not in compliance with carb. And, um, and I know that you don't even have to have an office in California if the uh, CARB official um, sees that a broker or shipper has hired the carrier that's not in compliance with CARB, um, mm -hmm. they can get a ticket as well. And I think that's also surprised uh, companies that have hired these truckers. They're like, oh my God, I have to make sure they're in compliance? Yep. Yeah, you do. Um, it's, that's you another thing that's incredibly unique about uh, CARB. It, it kind of harkens a little bit to the hazmat regulations where the shipper can be held liable for certain things. Yep. Our kind of takes that approach where the company that dispatched, hired, brokered, you know, whatever was involved in that movement, uh, hired a carrier that wasn't compliant. Um, you're, you're liable just like the carrier is. So, you know, you've got as, as a shipper and broker, you've got to be careful about who you're, you're bringing in as far as carriers to do your work in California. Because if you're hauling into, out, over, through California and you're not meeting the CARB requirements, or I shouldn't say your, your carrier's not, the one that you hired, um, you're liable just like the carrier is. So that's that's kind of a unique twist that, that like I said. It is. It's smart. aren't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. It's smart, though. It, it, they're going, they're, they're making sure that this is enforced. And it does, a lot of brokers and shippers will come to me and say, well, how do I make sure I'm in compliance? So, so what do you usually recommend? And, and oh, by the way, for those of you, uh, I always try to make sure I say this on some of my, my episodes where we're giving advice and education, which is, you know, Tom and I are not your attorney. We're not giving legal advice. It's just education. We're just sending mm -hmm. you in the direction and we're giving you an idea of what to do. You should always hire JJ Keller or hire a lawyer um, to get more advice because the facts, the state laws, what's going on, circumstantial could make things different. So I just wanted to make sure people knew that before Tom dives in and gives us advice on how to stay <laughs> compliant. Um, Cause I don't want somebody to come back and be like, Tom, you told me. <laughs> no, no, this is just education people, but go ahead, Tom. Yeah, there's lots of things that a shipper broker can do. 
Uh, one is California, the, like the truck and bus regulations, they have a database that the carriers can enter their information in, and then they can print out a compliance certificate saying that we're a compliant carrier. All of our equipment meets the standards. It's all newer than 2010 or, you know, our 2007s and up all have DPF filters Our 2006 and older either have a DPF or 2010. In other words, you know, you can enter all that information in the database as a carrier. And then you print out the certificate to present the customers, you know, as the carrier's customers, the brokers, the shippers, to show that, hey, we're a compliant fleet. We, we meet the CARB. And that does the due diligence part for the shipper and the uh, broker then because, yeah, the carrier assured us that they are compliant. Uh, mm -hmm. You can ask your carrier outright, what's the age of your equipment? Well, they say yep. we have is three years or newer. Not an issue. They're, they're, right. they're, they're pretty much there because everything, whether it be the truck and bus regulation, the TRU, the, the refrigeration regulations, or the greenhouse gas, anything built in the last few years is going to be compliant. So, you know, you're, right. you're there, get, get something from them. Uh, another thing that you'll see is you'll see uh, shippers and brokers wording language into their contracts, you know, that yep. be compliant with, you know, and uh, you're the lawyer, so you're probably really familiar with it. With yes, very familiar. Um, and then the other thing, you know, there's just different things that you can look at, like with a refrigeration unit um, based out of California, if it's based in California, it's going to have an, uh, an ARB number, ARB ID number right on it. Uh, so you'll know that carriers, you know, putting forth the effort, they're, they're, they're complying because they've got their equipment registered with, uh, with CARB because reefer units based in California have to be registered and you have to have an ARB number on them. So that's a quick visual thing you can look at. You know, California-based carrier pulls in, pulling a refrigerator trailer, there's no ARB number on it. That should be yeah. curious. You know, what's what's he up to here? Could be an out-of-state trailer that he's bringing in. Okay, well, what year is it? Is it new enough or is it old enough it needs to be retrofitted? Because, you know, you've got those questions asked. So that's, I, I don't like to use this term, but that's kind of like the common sense aspect of it. Yeah, it makes sense. And, and the truck shows up and it's old and smoking and it's got a reefer that looks like it, you know, got dragged across the Atlantic Ocean with the Mayflower. <laughs> I ask a few questions. <laughs> you know, I have seen those on the road, and I've been like, oh, I hope I'm not eating whatever's in them. <laughs> Even though I'll eat whatever, please. Um, so, so let's. So, what I hear is there's a database, in, and I wrote this all down. I always do this when you're on the show. I'm always writing stuff down. Um, so, there's a database. Uh, yep. You can go on there and check and see if the carrier's on the database. Yep. Um, and you can print uh, the carrier, print it, and give it to you. However. Mm -hmm. I still check with online databases. Um, it's it not going to hurt you any, right? No. And and, and, and list of, when you go in there, there's a list of 100% compliant carriers. Yeah, so it's it's easy. Yeah. And for maybe for carriers who are not based in California, you ask, like you said, what's the age of your equipment? Um, what type of equipment you have? Because if they're driving through California, but they're not based in California, they can still get in trouble. Mm -hmm. You can still get a ticket broker. Uh, brokers and shippers um, add language and contracts, which is a great idea. It's recommended. You will see it unilaterally across the industry. There's standard, you can Google it and there's standard carb language you can add to your contracts with carriers. Um, and then the reefer units will have ARB numbers right on them. If they're purchased in California, mm -hmm. if they're based um, in California, or if they're based in California. Um, the other pieces too is, um, I, I always encourage my clients to document all the steps you have taken to use your best efforts. We're not, you know, you, you're doing, you're doing this to, to, this is when you get a ticket or at least back in the day, it could be a little bit different because I haven't been involved in those tickets in a long time, but if you get a ticket for, for a car violation as a broker or as a shipper, 
and or whatever dispatcher you want to demonstrate to the to the judge that i did the best i could mm-hmm. and if you document all these efforts and you have consistently repeated them like every year or something um for each carrier then i think that's good is there anything else i'm missing Tom? No, no, that would be, be the main thing is do your due diligence as a, as a shipper or broker, you know, get with your carrier and find out, do you, and to me, the, the one, the, the one question is, are, are you carb compliant? And if their question is their if their answer back is who's carb, <laughs> you're like, Ooh. Uh, maybe we have something to worry about here. You know, so that, that's a good way to start the discussion. You know, are you carb compliant? If you're, if you're dispatching to or through California, you know, yeah. Um, and just start that conversation with them and then do your due diligence. You know, are, are, are your vehicles newer? You know, what, what model year are all your uh, vehicles and such forth and so on. And as you mentioned, whether it's, it's a carb administrative hearing or a regular court, if you can show that you've done your due diligence, you're probably going to be okay at the end of the day. Yeah. If you, you probably will say, be. And just say, Oh, we always do that. Well, okay. That's nice, but prove it. Mm-hmm. Nothing written down anywhere saying anything yeah and you can't just be like oh i asked the carrier and the carrier said yes and i thought that was good (laughs) no like take a couple extra steps do some of the stuff that tom said and put it into your tms and the carrier's notes and attach Mm -hmm. the screenshots that way you have everything um and if a carrier has a older vehicle that i guess the engine would be older than 2010 or the Mm -hmm. filter is <laughs> older, older than, than 2007, right? It's older than 2007, doesn't have a DPF. Yeah, you got to verify with them. Is that, are those vehicles retrofitted? You know. And then if they're not, those are not the best carriers to use for the shipment going through California. No, um, no. And should, in fact, I would say maybe not OTR either. Maybe you should just keep them local. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep them out of California anyways. That's going to be the yeah. thing. You just know? keep them out of California, folks. <laughs> keep them in California. They're going to get in trouble. And then when they get in trouble, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. So that's oh that's the whole concept that CARB you know, does that portion of their program. Is, yeah, the carrier's in trouble because they're the one that ran the non-compliant truck in there. You're the one that's going to be in trouble because you put them in a position to go over there. So, yep, it's true. We're all playing a part in this. Um, (laughs) Is there anything else that people need to know about CARB that you and I haven't talked about yet? No, and we've we've touched on all of them. They have all kinds of programs going on. But as far as for the on highway, for the heavy duty truck market, those are the big ones. The big one is the truck and bus. And that just, and the the one thing I always like to talk to, to mention, we're talking about this with California. You're only in trouble if you've got the older equipment. I mean, if you're running, you know, modern equipment, your typical fleet running a three to five year trade cycle, um, and you're, you're running your reefer units five, six, ten years, they might have a little trouble. With some of those older units, so they're older than seven years. Um, but if you're running newer equipment, it's not going to be a big issue for you, right? It shouldn't be older stuff that needs retrofitted. Then you really do need to be aware of what the rules are, what's going on with them, but. Uh, so that's kind of like the first thing I was mentioning when someone gets exposed to carb and because all the people calling me in a panic, Oh my word, I've got to go to California. And I heard this carb thing. They write fines for a hundred thousand dollars just because they don't like you and all this other stuff. <laughs> and my first question would be, well, how old's your fleet? Well, you know, our old trucks are about three years old. You're, you're okay. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. As long as nobody's tampered with the, <laughs> with the emissions equipment on it, you're going to be good. That's because you're not in a category where carb is going to take an extra look at you. So. 
Well, uh, for those of you listening, you can look up Tom Bray on LinkedIn. You can look up JJ Keller on their website. They have tons of information on CARB and other regulations. Basically, anything you need to know, just go to their website. They got lots of stuff or call their consultants for help with these things. Tom, thank you for joining us. I really, really appreciate this. Once again, you've brought us just gold education that we really need. Always glad to do it. (laughs) 